get back to it. Did that on purpose. She's even growling. Oh, we're running, we're growling, our tail's twitching. <laughs> That's the most I've ever heard her bark like that. And it sounds like a regular dog barking. Yeah, well, she don't bark. She's not a barker unless there's something to bark at. She's all whole, whole body and it. <laughs> Whatever it is, must be ever about shanks going. She's right on tail. <laughs> We have a mountain curse. She's dreaming. <laughs> Barking and growling and running. and. Hey, it's Tuesday night, so anything's possible. It's KDCL Media, the pride of Internet Radio for Deep Creek Lake, Garrett County, Maryland, and the world. And Miss Coda said so. Yeah. <laughs> and she still says so. It's going to chirp now. <laughs> Gotta love this live sound effect. Yeah, it's live. It's live. It's live radio. We keep telling you that, folks. It don't get any more live than a mountain car dreaming about chasing whatever it is she's after. Chipmunks. When she, I think when she does that purring thing, that's when she caught one. Like, oh. Trying to get a hold of it. It's like real close. It's, oh, it's a guess. Almost, almost there. <laughs> You know, she's got a hold of it. When she's just barking, she's she can see it, but she can't catch it. She's on on the trail, on the scent. There she goes. Watch him, Cody. We're gonna growl a little bit too. <laughs> and what's funny is, folks, this dog is the most passive, scaredy cat type of dog there is. Any other time except. When you say squirrel, or think squirrel, or look at a squirrel, or she thinks of a squirrel. 
<laughs> or anything small that moves quickly, not necessarily even a squirrel. Or if and, she, or if she thinks something's a threat to us. I think she got it in the tree now. She got it up on the tree. Up the tree. Got it treed, yeah. <laughs> I have to go. I'm gonna have to catch a baby coon so we can train this dog. No, no. I'm stretched to hide in years. Yeah, too big a chance of rabies with them anymore. No, you don't worry about that. I ain't carry a kit with you. There's rabies, no big deal. I was big. Mostly a myth that raccoons, a lot of raccoons carry rabies. They don't carry any more in raccoons than any others. Actually, the ones you got to worry the most about are skunks and possums because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, those two animals, and I'm not sure of any others, but the skunks and possums carry it without showing any sign for years sometimes. Uh, I think maybe squirrels, if they're infected with it too, something something about the rodent family or whatever, but uh, as far as a raccoon, raccoons present. If they've got rabies, they're presenting within yeah. a week after they get it. So, yeah, you know, not a big deal. But hey, we're not here to talk about raccoons and rabies, <laughs> even though that might be what Miss Cote over here is chasing. We're here to talk about finders keepers. <laughs> O&P's finders keepers. We're going to do a J.C. Rhodes on her. Okay, now we can talk. Except now somebody wants me on the phone. Yeah, now that the, now that the dog's done dreaming. Well, I woke her up. <laughs> I bet. I guess I might as well tell that story since we haven't talked about OMP's finders keepers yet. But yeah, when we were kids, my grandfather, we lived after my namesake uncle was killed in Vietnam in '68. Uh, we moved in with my grandparents on my mom's side. And my grandfather just retired from the B&O Railroad after 50 years. He was in his, I guess, late 60s when this started, mostly early 70s. Um, but he took a nap. My grandmother would watch General Hospital every day at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, every weekday. And while she was watching General Hospital, he'd lay on the couch and take a nap. When General Hospital was over, she'd get up and go to the kitchen or whatever. Well, she'd walk by and bump the couch with her foot and wake him up. We saw him. We saw her do that one time. Not long after we had moved in, I was, what, third grade, so I was like eight years old, nine years old. And it didn't take long until we caught on to the fact that that's how you got Pop to quit snoring was to bump the couch. But then we figured out one thing even better. Didn't even have to bump the couch. All you had to do is stomp your foot on the floor. And why, may you ask, would we want to disturb my lovely grandfather from his quiet nap? Well, it wasn't so quiet. Well, number one, the snoring that he did was would rattle the windows. And number two, we only did the thing with stomping the foot if we were, like, watching TV or something. You know, General Hospital on. You know, Grandma's got to hear General Hospital. <laughs> then he snored on the weekends, so on the weekends we had to stomp our foot so we could hear what we were watching. Cartoons. Yep. Well, not three in the afternoon, but close enough. But um, what do you got to say? I can't seem to get on the right subject here, so what about you? What do you got to say about OMP's Finders Keepers? What is it? Mm. Well, what the hell is it anyway? 
<laughs> Basically, it's um, a combination yard sale, flea market, thrift shop. Um, we Early in uh, 2019, we began uh, bidding on abandoned storage units. Uh, you know, either the owner couldn't pay the bill or they passed away or, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't pay their bill. And the storage company. Three months, it, that's it. Done. Yeah, lets it go for three months and then they auction it. And you can go well, that's on. one of the options they have. They can keep the stuff and yeah, they can sell they, it for stuff or they can throw it all in the dump. A lot of people, a lot of them just take it to the dump. They don't fool with auctions. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them have in-person auctions. Most of them do online auctions. Uh, it, just like any other auction, you place your bids. You know, if you win your bid, you have your, you know, you have to make make your cash deposit when you get down and pick it up. You got 72 hours. You got to clean everything out. No trash and all. It's got to be cleaner than if it was ready for somebody to move in. That's the way most right. of them tell you. It's got to be clean enough for somebody to move into it. You take your broom with you and trash bags and your gloves and you you clean it out till you know you got the down to the cobwebs and the everything else is out everything. You own everything you in own there everything. except the clean floor and the clean walls. <laughs> That's pretty much it. If there's dust, you own it. If there's cobwebs, you own them. If there's live spiders, and you own them. Uh, yeah, that's you know, and the manager comes and says, "Yeah, it's clean enough," or "No, do it again." But I never had that. No, so we, we always were ready and got our deposit right back, no problem. And uh, yeah, you got to have the hundred dollar cash deposit whenever you go to do your clean out, or else they hold a credit card that works too. Um, but anyway, then we bring it home and we sort it all out to you know what goes to the trash, what goes to. I must have slept while we were sorting. <laughs> I don't remember the sorting part. Yeah. No, well, the there's a thing or two here and there in the corners and sat there around sitting in the room here that's been sorted through. But <laughs> the hoard, I don't know of any sorting that's been going on well, other than just stacking it. Let's get it over here and stack when, it out of the way. When we first started. We were sorting because we were doing one or two at a time, and then we did this batch of nine or something. I was seven, seven. or nine, seven. And I won, I won eleven, and we made we got seven of them. And it was like a wreck. Okay, we don't have time to sort it. Let's just shove it in the basement, shove it in a storage unit, shove it in the shed, just shove yeah, it somewhere. Yeah, we had two ten by twenty storage units up the street here. And, uh, you know, for a while you couldn't walk through the living room, and <laughs> well, we have a solution to all that. And we we have ways. a spare bedroom that's not a spare bedroom anymore. <laughs> no, but it's going to be a library one of these days. Trust me, I, I got I got plans for it to be my library. Damn, Walter Cronkite just came in, didn't he? Right. Oh wait a minute! Nobody would know who that is. <laughs> I need to pick somebody. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to pick like Bill Hemmer or somebody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, what's his name? You're the one you like to watch. Um. Well, I was going to say Cal Pace, but I won't. <laughs> who? <laughs> Cal Pace. 
Now you can't say who it is. Cause oh, I don't know who you mean, but. Yeah, you do. Weed hater. <laughs> oh, oh, her. Uh, no. Moo-moo. You know Moo Moo. No, no, yeah, I wasn't thinking of her. But um, anyway, <laughs> you got us off topic again. So all last summer, between rain, we had yard sales. And we sold a lot of stuff. Uh, had a, spent a lot of money on a tent that got ruined in the wind and the rain. Canopy, yeah. Yeah, canopy. It was pretty, but it wasn't built for anything more than a sunny day. Well, it, it was great been for right. a sunny day to be shady, but it wasn't worth the shit in the rain. It, well, it would have been good if it was just rain, but then we had that wind and that. And the belly washer, yeah. which we always get. We don't get just rain here. We get. <laughs> Yeah, serious. Like it gets serious. <laughs> Holy buckets. Yeah. So then we thought, well, let's see if we can't find, you know, like one of these indoor flea markets where you get, you know, rent a space and you put your stuff in the space. And Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You did say rain, right? You can't have any rain without thunder. Wait for it. I like that second one. What were you saying? <laughs> sure, there's not one more. There's one more. But I was going to let you talk over. Yeah. That's the best thunder I could ever find. I've, I've listened to 150, 200 thunder sound effects. And you're right, that one's got three, four. So then we uh, sold enough stuff that we were able to go from two storage units to one. And then we found a flea and then market. We went, but when we got to, we did that. That was because we were going to turn. The reason we had two was one was the warehouse and one was going to be the store. Yeah. You got to back up a little bit because the one of them, even though they were both the same size, one of them was flat inside in the ceiling, and it was only about a six, seven foot clearance. While the other one was like being in a barn. The yeah, it had a vaulted it had, ceiling. It had the vaulted ceiling in it, like a 20-foot vaulted ceiling. So we could stack stuff really high and make it look like a store inside, and people could come in and walk around. And we didn't really get any papers because nobody really knew it existed at the time. The good news, we're bringing that back. We are going to do the storage store once again. But in between. <laughs> I had to put that in there since we're bringing it back. Right down the road. Or up the road. Yeah, I guess it's north. It'd be up Out the road. Yonder. Up yonder. Up yonder, yeah. Uh, there's the little shopping plaza, and the little shopping plaza was an indoor flea market. So we said, okay, we'll get a couple spaces in there. And we got a couple spaces, and we loaded it all up. The only problem was, yeah, we were selling lots of stuff, but it was just covering our rent. There wasn't any profit. Which sucked. Yeah. Because we did a lot of work. Yeah. We stuff in there, setting it up, and we thought, okay, well, we'll get five spaces. We got uh, a total of three on the upstairs and the upstairs level. And the lower level, we had a wall space, which was 150 bucks. And then the upstairs, the three in, inside spaces were 50 bucks a piece. So we were 300 bucks a month, and we were selling between – 250, 260, 270, and about, I think one time we did like 310. So 
but it had to, it ended all ended up going back into the rent. And to be fair, it was autumn glory winter. We didn't have much winter this year, so we didn't have much skiers. But about what February, we decided that was it. We March, were gonna first March, first week of March, we pulled the plug. We were, yeah, we were gonna we packed everything up and we brought it all down and stuffed it in the basement. Well, some of it was stuffed in the storage unit that I had set up like a store, which is now the hoard yeah. again. That's <laughs> so, where all the big furniture is. We got a lot of big furniture, and uh, I, we have two jewelry cases that are beautiful. With dressers. The, with the glass and the lights in the jewelry cases. Just like yeah, we, you see in a store. Yeah, and we have, you know, some dressers, chest of drawers that, you know, they need painted or refinished or whatever, and, you know, they're still in good shape. Uh, some of them even still have their mirrors, I think. Oh, I guess while we're on the air, and this goes into perpetuity, I think is the word. And uh, that'd probably be one I'd fail a spelling bee at, perpetuity. Unless it's spelled just like it sounds. But Pretty much. this radio show is into perpetuity, it might not hurt to say that we know exactly what it is we want for this coming season. Being the best season around here is like late summer into fall into winter because you go from the lake people into the mountain bike people and all the fall people, the leaf peepers and the autumn glory and all that. And then you get right from that, you start getting snow. We get our first snow, usually Halloween or a week or two before, and we get right into the winter season and the ski slopes open. So I'm thinking as far as tourists go, you could divide the summer up because like June and part of July, it's mostly locals. It's not as many tourists as yeah. it is. Fourth of July is where the tourist trade really starts. And then it's really kicked into gear by the 1st of August. So uh, It'll be interesting to see what the tourist season's like now, post yeah. all this virus nonsense. But my point is, the reason, I brought, the reason I said all that was to say this. The timing is perfect right now, being June the 9th, 2020 for us to follow through with something which is would be the next step for us the next level and if there happens to be anybody that would listen be listening to this archive of this podcast which is not a podcast if anybody out there happened to be listening that knows anything about a certain building and property that a certain couple could rent or lease for a certain amount of time that's what our next step is, is to get into a building, preferably one big enough with a loading dock for a tractor trailer. So you're looking at, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 square feet and sitting on, I don't know, three, couple or three or four or five acres. Because the plan, was you done talking, telling your part? <laughs> Does it really matter? Say this. No. <laughs> there you go. That's what this means. <laughs> I thought maybe you was listening to something rattle. No, that's good because I'm going to wait and tell everybody what that big plan is a little bit closer to the end of the show. We got still got 40 minutes left. So go for it. What were you going to say? <laughs> the, anyway. The one sentence you've heard more than any other sentence in 34 years. What were you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry I interrupted you. It's the second one. <laughs> you had to say interrupt. You didn't use the interrupt yeah, he's here. I didn't invite him. Anyway, we took everything out of the flea market. And three weeks after that happened, all this virus crap hit. And Maryland closed down everything. What the hell are they doing? Counting his money? Uh, sounds like a clock. No, he's, like... It's, it's one of them ad machines he was working on there. No. Oh. <laughs> and when we, I, and I mean, everything was stuffed. All the, you know, the living room, half the dining room, storage unit, the basement. And just as soon as we got a little bit of space or bring something else home to put in it. Oh, look, I got this really good deal. <laughs> we don't need any more really good deals right now. We okay, but now, wait a minute. You brought up really good deals, so I get to tell the Nat Geo story. Oh. The Nat Geo story is one that's really good because at this point, we're into the game. We're into this Nearly new game, big time. We can go get this stuff and, by the storage unit pool. But the, this this was before we even got our first storage unit. What? The Nat Geos. No. The ones over at Morgantown, yeah. No, that was that was after. Oh, I thought it was before. Because we got, we got no, we got the, we got our first batch in a storage unit. It was boxes of them, remember? Well, yeah, we it got was those. Like from the seventies and eighties. We got those that the ones down in Winchester, yeah. Yeah, and then I got to looking on Craigslist or marketplace. Marketplace, and a lady over in Morgan, close to Morgantown, it was her father's collection, and it was a collection. They made the first magazine for National Geographic in September of 1888. Okay. I don't have the original magazines, but what I have is what's called the bound editions. The bound editions are from 1888, I believe, to 1904, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that, yeah. Okay. The bound editions are the copies of the magazines, and these bound editions were made, I believe, in the 40s, in the 1940s. And these bound editions that I got my hands on look like they're brand new out of a box. In their copyright 1940s, where they put the original from 1888 through 1904 into a book type of deal, and each edition is you know laid out so you can see them. The original covers and everything are there, um, and the original all the original pages and everything. But what's really cool is this collection that we bought, even though we got the bound editions. This guy had been collecting for a long time, and he was a collector. The we the reason I know is because one of the boxes had the oldest batch in the collection, which was 1908. 
Well, he he was. I think she said he was a member of the National Geographic Societies from the time he was so, young. Yeah, and he and was like he, the, had the, he was the grandfather of the family. He was like in his nineties, yeah. I think, when he died. Yeah. and so and he, he had, had the National sleeve. Geographic. And, yeah. Yeah, the sleeves, the purple sleeves. Well, there's different colors of sleeves as you go through the years, but it's an incredible collection. I'm very proud of it, and I am. That's it's one that. At least for the time being, I want to try to complete. I would love, and I know they, they're out there. I know they exist. Matter of fact, I know they're out there, some of them in almost mint condition, if you got enough money. I want the original single copies from 1888 forward, along with everything that I'm missing from 1904 to 1908. There's four years there that we don't have. Okay. And there's quite a few. Once we get into 1908, I think we have four from 1908. We have one or two from 09. We have almost the whole set from two th- from 1910. We do have the full set from 11 and 12. I think 13's missing a few. And then from two, 1914 forward, we have every edition of every set all the way through to 2016. It was a lot of National Geographics. We hauled them in the pickup was. and the bug. Was is is is. And I'm 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 anxious someday to build an in wall shelf to display them on. I'm just glad it was a sunny day because the pickup doesn't have a cover on it. So we had the bed of the pickup full and the back of the bug full. Yep, and they were both squatted. It was it was a haul. That woman said, I don't know, you might want to bring two trucks. I said, well, we got a truck and a nitro. But it was worth it because someday, even if I don't complete the set, even if they just go like they are right now, um, we have a lot of doubles for one thing. We have probably 150 to 200 that I want to sell, and once they're sold, then I want to look for a buyer for the full collection. And just going by the single copy prices that you can look up, like look up, say, the 1920s and 30s, and look up the condition, which these the ones that we have from those years are in very what you would call very, BG, very good condition. Um, you know, a lot better than you would expect something to be that's 100 years old, a magazine that's 100 years old. Um, so you're looking at, if you consider it a single copy price, I figured it out. That collection sitting in there in that room right now is worth about $80,000. If we could just find somebody with a checkbook. It's a possibility. I know it's a possibility. It is the same possibility is I'll let you tell the the Grundig story. How we, how lucky we got on that. We had a guy begging us to. He wanted us to take the stuff out of his storage unit so he could move, and he needed eight hundred dollars to move. Remember? Nine hundred, yeah. Yeah, his uh, supposedly his sister in California had cancer. And he wanted to move to California. I guess she was stage four. 
and he wanted, he to, wanted go. to go fast. He wanted to be able to go quick. Yeah. And he sold a lot of really good stuff for $900. Yeah, the whole, his record collection and... Probably uh, 450, 500 LPs and 45s and 78s. Yeah. Uh, eight tracks, cassettes, CDs, and the icing on the cake was the $5,000 Grundig stereo. Oh, you, I thought you said it was worth more than that because it had the tower speakers. It is worth a lot more than that. But Five any, grand is if you wanted to move it quick. Yeah, we have this. It's a monster, That's the too. yard sale price. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is a monster. Um what, 1959? 1951. 51, Grundig. Made in, made in West Germany. Uh, Grundig uh, US 290, I think it's is the number of plates on it. Majestic. Majestic, yeah. Uh, has AM, FM, has the turntable. Has AM, FM, shortwave. And side sideband, yeah. Um, the reel-to-reel. Reel-to-reel is really cool with about three extra take-up reels. And uh, two tower speakers. The tower speakers are worth over a grand a piece by themselves. And $2,000 by themselves. The only place we have them listed right now is... I had a guy offer me 2000 for the speakers. Yeah, we had, we've had a lot down. of people that, that wanted the speakers. We've turned down several people that wanted just the speakers. It's a package deal, and it's twelve grand. First come, first serve. And yeah, and you got to pick it up. We don't ship. I don't <laughs> even that. help load it. I won't even be helping nope. load it. Bring your own crew. Money exchanges hands. It's your baby to figure out how to. If move. I got if I got to help load it, it's fifteen grand flat out. It, it's a brute. <laughs> it is a brute. And uh, you know, I'm pretty hefty guy. I mean, I can hold my own pretty much. Six foot one, and I know I've lost a lot of weight, but I still have my a lot of my muscle mass in my arms and shoulders, even though my back hurts a lot. And anybody out there listening, any guys out there listening, you know when you bend over and bend at the knees so you don't fuck mess your back up and go to pick up a piece of furniture like a stereo, a console stereo, Whenever you wrap your hands around it and you go to stand up and it doesn't move, you don't keep going. It's called hernia action. That's how heavy this thing is. It and takes four people to pick this thing up off the floor and walk around with it. And we, yeah, we moved it from the bedroom to the living room and we had to put it on the furniture dolly to do it. Dolly, and that's still all we could do to roll it. Yeah, and uh, I've actually had uh, on Marketplace had the same guy ask me twice about it. He keeps saying, "That's an awful high price." Keep, well, that's it's the our price. price. Yeah. And let me go ahead and find another one with tower speakers to match it. And real to real, the real to real is rare too. I found that out. Well, now I've seen the just the console without any guts in it. Just the box, yeah, the wooden box. Yeah, they want like a thousand dollars for just the box. I've seen them. I've seen just just the cabinet without any guts, without any wiring, nothing. Just a wooden cabinet for twenty five hundred. So that's uh, why I think the real deal. And here's the thing: it's not. It, it could be for sale to the right person right now, but this is a big but. But. I'm more of a mind 
to hold on to it unless somebody of course would come up and say they wanted it for twenty five, thirty grand. I'm more of a mind to hold on to it and tinker with it and get it cleaned up because it's tube type from nineteen fifty one. The speakers are hand woven cloth, multiple layers of hand woven cloth. And they tell me I've never heard it play. Although there is a video you can watch and listen to one. It doesn't do it any justice on the video. But they tell me, the person on the video says, that if you crank this thing up past halfway, it will shatter the glass in your windows. With, uh, the, right, with the right music on. That's uh, how loud this handmade German stereo is. I don't think we'll try that. <laughs> no, but we will get it cleaned up and make sure it works. I know when you plug it in, I know all the tubes light up, but since they're covered in layers and layers and layers of dust, you know, 10, 20, 30 years worth of dust in the back of it, I don't want to take a chance of keeping it on long enough for the tubes to get hot, which that's what they'll do when they're dirty like that. So we, we did plug it in. We saw the tubes light up, which means power. it does power up. As far as anything working, we don't know what, what works and what doesn't until we get the inside cleaned up good. And it will either be me doing it over the course of a long period of time or us putting quite a bit of money into it and taking it to the right person to get it done, get it turn, restored. Turntable spins. The turntable spins and the reel-to-reel spins and the radio the light comes on on the radio, but plug an external antenna that we don't have. So that's probably why the radio didn't make any sound. But anyhow, that's one of our major finds, our China Silver and Crystal collection, which was in our very first unit that we ever did. Right. It was a, a charity unit. Uh, we got that up in Pittsburgh. Uh, Royal Albert Chantilly Platinum China set, uh, Waterford Irish Crystal in the Atlanta pattern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, it's uh, beautiful, I know that. We also have, um, I, I counted it, it's a 16-piece uh, silver-plated international silver New Orleans pattern place settings, including uh, serving spoons and the meat servers and the cake servers and all the extra accessory pieces. And yeah. sauce ladles, soup ladles. Plus, we have some extra pieces. They, you know, they needed some other side pieces, but we got like a lot of ladles and tongs and what they call a meat forks. And uh, we got a lot of it. And what's beautiful about it is, when you get on the internet, you can find places where you can buy individual pieces, and you can also sell individual pieces. But most, or well, not most, all the china and silver and uh, pottery ware that we have is all vintage. It's always all mid-century vintage. Well, uh, really, you had it all looked up and figured out. Another, once again, by the piece, which is more expensive. Yeah. We had it figured out that the china alone was ten grand. Right. And that the, was before. The silver we... was another six grand, and the, if I remember right, the hand-blown crystal was. Eight thousand. Yeah, the Waterford was like, you know, five, grand. five or six, eight, somewhere in there. 
The money uh, was the silver was eight grand, and the, yeah, the crystal was five grand, something like that. I know we had it figured out; it was just right around twenty thousand dollars for all three. Right, and then we added some Royal Worcester Regency blue and white china, and uh, some. Uh, we got five or six different sets of china now. We got that kids' pattern, Hanson, Hanson, uh, whatever. M A Hadley. M.A. Hadley. Hadley. Hadley, that's it, yeah. From from Louisville, Kentucky. I can. I wouldn't mind eating breakfast off one of them plates. That'd be cool to see. The, the pictures on this stuff, it's fine china, but the pictures are like little kids' drawings. Well, it's high-end pottery ware. Pottery ware, yeah. Stoneware. It's pottery ware. It's made, it's made from the pottery, or from the clay that you find in Kentucky. Yep. And, um, the the factory is still in business today. It's out of Louisville, Kentucky. But some, and some of these patterns they still have, and some of them are, I guess, discontinued. But there's like farmers and farmers' wives and farm animals and houses and boats and uh, we've got mugs and plates and platters and pitchers and um, they're all on our eBay store. Uh-oh. I know what that means now. He gave me a list of. I know it, when he did that, I know what that means. I didn't know what it meant there the other day when we was on, when he pulled that off. But I know now. He wants a song. Oh. Not just any song either. Hey, it's KDCL Media, the pride of internet radio for Deep Creek Lake, Garrett County, Maryland, and the world. And you're listening to OMP's Finders Keepers and then some. And we'll be right back. Hey.
And uh, when you're listening to KDCL Media and all of our shows in archives, make sure you drop us a line, leave us a comment. We have a Facebook page for KDCL Media. We're easy enough to find or look up Oro or myself, OroCast, Paula Cast, and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, we had to give give, uh, new life to the KDCL on Facebook page. It was just kind of sitting there for a while. Yeah. That one and the World Expedition page also. But they're both been given new life, and they're all lots of new stuff to look at. WorldExpedition.com, as Paula's been in there working on it, and our newest.com. OroCast.com. Well, we have two, actually. We have No, not that new one. <laughs> Wrong night for that one. Yeah, well, we have Voice.com. Which is where um, Oro had some voiceover work. We have a link for our Oro expedition and then some shows, and we have a link or we have a archive. I'm building an archive of our uh, log talk shows, our KDC on media really shows. Really, I'm calling Oro and Paula's voice. Yeah, but that's not the domain that I bought. I had to go with the domain I bought. You bought my domain and everything, yeah. And. Uh, no, the newest one as far as O&P Finders Keepers, the subject of tonight. Oh. The one that you need to get the brown page off of. Yeah, uh, we have a, a – we're building – it's under construction – building a store over at 3D Cart uh, because I keep – That's the number three, the letter D, K-A-R-T. C-A-R-T. You spell that out, aren't you? That's a weird one, huh? Yeah, C-A-R-T. Oh, it's C? I thought it was K-A-R-T. No. Like a car that you drive. Yeah, it's uh, OMP's Finders Keepers dash 3D Cart dot com. Number three, letter D. Yeah, three, you know, no, like 3D three glasses or whatever. Yeah. Number three, D Cart, C A R T dot com. And uh, our most active page right now that has the most stuff on it. And I still have stuff to add. I still have stuff and stuff and stuff. I have stuff for a long time. <laughs> is you got almost as much stuff as Leroy does. Yeah, is uh, over at um, eBay on eBay. O N P's Finders Keepers. Well, I'm glad you saved that for last because I'd like to put a two cents worth in there and say that our eBay is hopefully phasing out a little by little, and people go to the 3D cart store. That's the reason we set that up. And we're pay. It's actually a paid site. We have we have to pay to have a store. So it'd be really cool if people come there instead of eBay. Yeah, but uh, the only bad thing about that is I get products in the 3D cart store, and then they sell on eBay. I have to go in and delete them and start over. That's what I mean. We gotta we gotta consolidate. I think is the word. Uh, Bring it all together under one roof and. 
Um, yeah, well, we're still trying to, you know, we still want things to sell. We still want to get rid of stuff while we're in the process of our construction. But right. uh, so it's a good thing that we're, we're selling. We're not really adding anything new to the eBay store. That's what we're trying to tell you. There's yeah. not really a lot of new additions over there. All the new additions are going in the 3D cart store, which you can find a link to either now or you'll be able to shortly for the 3D cart store on the eBay page. Um. <laughs> Yeah, not yet, but I will. I'll yeah, put that in the profile. Makes good sense. Yeah. Um. Not to mention all the YouTube channels for one for each of all the things we do. Yes, yeah, Soro Expeditions, KDCL Media, which it's been a while since we added anything to those two, but it's been a while since I've had time to add anything. And then to some those again two. productions. You forgot about that. And then some again productions. Um, and that's copyrighted, folks. We we've had that. That's yeah. one that we we own the phrase and then some again. That's <laughs> that's our trademark. Um let's see, Oro let's see, Oro Cast Hamel, Oro yeah. And um I think that's all of them. O and P's, Oro Cast Hamel, Oro Expedition. You can find me on WordPress. You can find you on WordPress. Yeah, I'm on WordPress. We're, we're just, all over the place. We're just we're all over Pinterest. the damn winter. Whole damn double, 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 double. How do you say it? Double, 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 Yeah. Um, double, double, Yeah. The, a quick way to see our inventory is over on Pinterest because it's all split out by categories, and you just click on the picture, and it takes you right to that picture on yeah. on eBay. Link on eBay. Well, we give you give you a week of hard work on that store it'll be right where you need it to be yeah well the only thing is, is that please please everybody please <laughs> this local or if you're coming through the area or whatever please come buy some stuff I beg <laughs> of you buy a lot of stuff and here's why because once you buy it I get to go get another unit yeah, because uh, the, the it's been a long time since I had the fun of going and getting a unit and digging through all my brand new stuff. Because the deal is, until he gets where I can walk around the basement again, he can't buy anything else. Yeah, <laughs> the hoard is all the bigger it's getting, and I agree. It's it's, but only because it's a shared residence. <laughs> If it wasn't a shared residence, it'd be a lot more. We wouldn't have stopped with seventeen units. If it, yeah, if it wasn't a shared residence, we'd be on that TV show on the Learning Channel. No, yeah, and uh, we're TLC. TLC. Yeah. yeah. You'd you'd be on that show. <laughs> Where you'd be in a motel. Hey, no, that's and that's something. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good way to bring it into this show. Yes, it's true. I spend time watching hoarders buried alive. And the reason I watch, and I'm on record saying this before, the reason I watch isn't to see, like, all the gross stuff and the rats and the roaches and all that. You know, you know you're going to see that. So I don't go into it with that in mind. I watch hoarders buried alive because I like to see how the psychologists deal with these people. And the reasons that they give and, you know, how on the show, some of them see the light. Most of them, they see the light by the end of the show, however long it takes. It might be a week in reality, but by the end of the one hour show, 
they're they're ready to actually throw stuff out, you know, fill the dumpster up and be done with it so that they can get on with their life, fix their house, get back with their family, whatever the reasons are that they're doing it. Then there's a few that refuse to give in and change. Those are the ones that I have the most curiosity about. And that, that's those are the ones that I watch the show to see. The ones that, you know, most of the time the show is made up of, it'll do, they'll do two different people in two different cities on one show. So they're always flashing back and forth. So which means you get times two as far as psychologists because there's two one of each helping each person and when they're trying to help these ones that don't give in it's amazing to watch their patients person one way or another type of attitude and occasionally I'd say one out of ten maybe two out of ten Hardcore. The psychologist even gives up. The psychologist says, I can't even, I can't do it. No way. This this person, they're going to get, you know, condemned from, their house is condemned, and they're going to get moved out by the city, and it's going to happen. And the show was a fluke, was, was a flop, because we didn't get to fill up any dumpsters. That happens occasionally. And those are the people, that's the reason I watch. Uh, those, I, I don't, watch it all the time because I just I know you don't like the rats and the brooches and well I mean it's not even so much that it's been um, the refrigerator for six months and yeah that's I mean and, and we thank thank God that we don't have smell evasion right <laughs> I don't care to, uh, it's okay to watch it I don't care to smell it and I've been in houses that were close yes. to being as bad as some of those so I know what they smell like I don't need to be reminded well, um, not just that, but uh, my, I have a, a aunt, aunt and uncle, that when they bought their house, uh, it was a foreclosure. So, you know, they knew it wasn't going to be perfect, but it was um, an adult living unit, it had been, except that it wasn't a well-supervised adult living unit. And it kind of reminded me of one of these episodes of Hoarders. I mean, they literally, after they bombed it three or four times, they literally stripped it to the studs. Well, you have to, because the smell gets in the drywall. Yeah. I mean, but... And if you're, if you're, if you're unlucky enough that it's old lumber in the studs and stuff, you got to demolish the whole house because the smell eventually gets in the lumber. Yeah. Because it's porous. But it wasn't that far gone. It was once I got it to the studs, it was all right. But so that's why the hoarders kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> well, there's actually there's times where I'll be sitting and watching, and it's like, okay, I already know where this one's going. Boom, and then I start channel surfing. You know, you already know this one's going to agree. They're going to conform. They're going to fill up the dumpster, and the family's going to be all happy, and you get to see the before and after pictures at the end. Well, the before and after pictures are pretty cool because they're always very dramatic. Yeah, I want to see the five-year-from-now pictures. <laughs> a lot of the ones that conform, you're probably going to see to be just the same because they actually was able to save the family being able to see them or the wife not leaving or... You know, the husband not leaving. Sometimes it's the woman that does this. It's not always men. 
there's about it's about fifty fifty men and women on the show. So it's just something that I'm fascinated about. And then there's my other little pet peeve while we're on TV shows, which is the ninety day deal. Um, that's my secret passion, I guess you might call it. Ninety day fiance. Ninety day fiance, yeah. Well, there's like six different shows. You got before the ninety days, after the ninety days, during the ninety days. Now ninety days in quarantine. Now they got yeah the the quarantine one where they're showing them all in quarantine, and they're showing all the people from all the shows on that one. Some of them I don't even know because I was like I'm like three seasons behind I think. I just tuned in this this past season, and it's really syndic- syndicated TV is really cool. Like flip it on one channel and see this season on TLC, and then on the uh, AMC or some other, one of the other ones. I forget which one it is. If you if you hit it on just the right day, you get to see last year's season. And so I'm only I only have two seasons I haven't seen yet. So. And then everybody's got their little pet peeve TV shows. You sit and laugh at me, will you? You just ain't you just ain't brave enough to share yours. That's all. You can take your mute button off while you're laughing. That might help. <laughs> I I don't really I don't have one of those ones. That, I have ones that if there's nothing else on TV, I'll watch because I can do something else and still kind of half pay attention to it like like your cop shows no i don't like chopped like food network shows oh yeah the food shows yeah guys grocery games yeah <laughs> i'm a guy fieri fan uh, <laughs> I, I, I tune in the guy once in a while. he's pretty cool so we're about ready to finish this one off for the evening and uh been another fun hour and we are still looking into bumping everything up to uh being able to do two or three hour shows. We're kind of holding up on that until we start getting a little more audience build up. And as Miss Paula said a few minutes ago, we know we see the numbers. We know you're listening, whoever you are. We appreciate it. And we greatly appreciate it. We love a big audience. We used to have a very large audience. We used to have an audience big enough where we were on the air seven nights a week for three hours at a time and we averaged 25 to 30 people in the chat room for the full three hours every single night. And a lot of them were the same people every single night. That was really cool. Not to mention the people listening around the world. We've been in, we were in, uh, we, that we know of for sure. We have fans in 19 countries. We have a large following in New Zealand, Christchurch, New Zealand, uh, a couple more different locations all over Australia. Uh, England, we know we have lots of friends in England that we made over the years being on the radio. So we know that's all going to come back. All we got to do is keep plugging away and doing shows. And this is how it starts. People catch up with us in the archives on iTunes, wherever it is you're listening. And then you get to hankering to come on over and join us. We have a live chat room. We love to have people in the live chat. And so Come on over, join us anytime. You don't have to wait for the recording to come out. <laughs> no. Monday or uh, Saturday, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Saturday three p.m. and Tuesday, Thursday nine p.m. Come on over and join us. Call in on the phone or with Skype. And if you come and join in on the Blog Talk Radio platform, you can set up a uh, free listener account 
and then the Skype button to call in is right there on your on your dashboard while right. you're listening to the show. Or you can always dial in at the call in number. Or you dial in with your phone, either one. And we love to have people do that. Five one five six zero two nine seven six three is the number. And we're going to bail it on out of here because Rosalie's up to the microphone. She's ready to bring it in here. And we will see you all, talk to you all, Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Be there, be square. Good night, everybody. Leroy, get away from that. Take me to Ooh.